Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter, where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self-care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money, and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. Hey, so today we are talking about perinatal and postpartum mental health and mental wellness, um, all of those things that, and my purpose in talking about this is really about preparation to really think about your wellness in the perinatal time and perinatal, uh, the perinatal time is time from 22 weeks gestation to one week after delivering. And perinatal mental health is defined as 22 weeks in gestation to um, approximately uh, two weeks, four weeks postpartum. Okay, so the perinatal period and the perinatal mental health period are two different um, time considerations. And that's simply because um, the mental health piece when you're talking about the baby blues and whether or not it turns from baby blues to perhaps depression um, has a variation in time. And that variation has to do with, um, you know, the extension of that baby blues. So the baby blues is expected to last for, um, I believe, up to two weeks. But if it lasts more than two weeks, then it could be considered something more serious, such as depression, um, anxiety or psychosis. Okay. And so let's talk about those different things because I really think it's important for us to dispel the, um, the stigma around mental health issues, uh, to dispel the stigma around, um, maternal mental health issues and to really just be honest as a society around how this plays out. Because if you speak to most mothers, irrespective of socioeconomic status, race, etc., many women experience some level of um, anxiety um, and such in the perinatal or postpartum period. So postpartum um, period is the period consisting of approximately six weeks following the delivery of an infant. Um, in which by then the mother's reproductive system should return to its pre-pregnancy state. Now it should return and it can return if depending on whether or not the mom has had a C-section, depending on whether or not she has received appropriate care. This is why postpartum um, doula work is such a powerful thing, especially postpartum doula work that has a cultural um, 
spin or significance because there are certain things that are done mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to help the woman to return to her full self. It's not just about um, the physical body. Um, it's about the whole person, right? So pre-pregnancy state to me is, is a very um, uh, amorphous <laughs> definition uh, because that can mean physically, which I think in the, the Western context, it probably means physically. Um, however, there's more to the postpartum and pregnancy than just the physical state. There's the mental and the emotional, right? Hence the mental health piece. So back to the conversation around baby blues and depression and psychosis and how we define those things, right? Because I think that uh, we often do not get the conversation around any of this. So we don't know what it is. So let's start. I'll give you some uh, definitions. So the baby blues is a common occurrence among women after having a baby. And um, during that period, there's a, some fluctuations in hormones and um, the release of hormones after having the baby um, really affects how the woman feels. So there's a dramatic drop in estrogen and progesterone that may cause sadness and irritability, crying, overwhelm, anxiety, sleeplessness, and so much more. And this uh, period can last from day two post-delivery up to two weeks. After two weeks, depending on the support that the woman has received, the diet, the dynamics of relationships, and the child's needs. So if a child has a higher need, um, or maybe the child has colic or something else, then it can extend into postpartum de depression. Hence the, def the difference in the definition between perinatal mental health, uh, men mental illness and mental health and uh, perinatal in general. Postpartum depression can last up to six months, even more. Um, I have always had the conversation about how I, I'm very clear that my postpartum depression lasted much longer um, and the effects happen much longer given uh, when I look back on it because I didn't know what it was nor that it was something that should not be normal, right? Um, uh, the symptoms of postpartum depression include the fear that you're not a good mother, hopelessness, severe anxiety and panic attacks, fatigue, withdrawal from family and friends and more. Postpartum psychosis is severe and can develop within a week of de delivery. Um, signs include desire to harm yourself and your baby, paranoia, hallucinations, and delusions. Now, this is a more severe um, uh, mental illness and definitely something that if you feel like that's happening to you or you know someone who um, you just feel like there's something off, then please, please, please um, get your, that person assistance as soon as possible. The other part of postpartum mental health and perinatal mental health is that we don't often talk about fathers and fathers' experiences because they can experience postpartum depression with the same symptoms as mom. Okay. And I think that it's important to say that because when you and uh, your child's father or the family, um, first of all, research shows that if the mental wellness is not um, 
good in the perinatal um, and postpartum period, then that can affect family dynamics, relationships, etc. Right. And so this adds another understanding and layer to that under uh, in, in the consideration around preparation and the kind of bond and relationship and plan that you may have in case of anything. Okay. So I hope that this is useful. This, this uh, definition, because I, I really, again, I feel like if I had this information, I would have been more prepared, more um, engaged, more better able to maintain a better quality of life post-ningaling. Um, so as I said, postpartum depression can last for months and can, be- can become a chronic depressive di- disorder. Um, and the risk of depression in the child's father may increase, may also increase. And new dads are already increased at an increased risk of depression, whether or not their partner is affected. So that's another critical piece to understand. So even if the mom is not, the dad could be. It really has to do with pre-existing condition, conditions and their own mental health as well. Okay. Um, Children of mothers who have untreated postpartum depression are likely to have emotional and behavioral problems, such as sleeping, eating difficulties, excessive crying, and perhaps delays in language development. Um, so that is one of the, the reasons why I even got into this. As an educator, in my observations, um, I was always curious about the connection between the mother and child and how. Um, the child's behavior and emotional state was impacted by the parent's behavior, emotional state. So that's something that I've investigated for a a while. And so to know that this is something that's extremely prevalent is quite interesting. Um, Mild depression, when it comes to the wellness aspect, mild depression can be managed with support groups, counseling, or other therapies. So this is why it's so critical to catch it at an early state. Now, in terms of healthcare providers and their ability to catch it, or their even um, expertise, right? So, doctors, when you go see the doctor uh, when you're pregnant, their expertise is in dealing with your physical wellness. Their their expertise is not dealing with your emotional wellness, right? So, many don't know how to deal with that. This is why this level of education is critical because. You can advocate for yourself or a family member can advocate for someone who is pregnant to ensure that they're getting the emotional support that they need so that they will not experience this this, uh, mental and emotional uh, strain, right? And so this is why, again, this education is so, so critical. Um, Many states are now mandating that healthcare providers test perinatal and postpartum women for depression and anxiety, and there are different scales that they can use. Um, and many programs from early childhood to pregnancy preparation programs are recognizing that parental mental health is critical to infant and child health and ultimately societal health. So a lot, I'm saying all of this to say that things are changing, right? Things are shifting. Um, And giving you this information is really critical and going to help you, especially in the Western context, because things may be a little bit different 
in other countries simply because in um, America specifically, um, childbirth is a medical condition, whereas in other countries, uh, childbirth is seen as a social um, thing, right? Where people are supported, where women are supported, uh, where uh, families are supported, and where it's seen as something that is can should be nurtured, and um, uh, yeah, something that should be nurtured. And so, I'm speaking on this from a very Western standpoint, even though in other countries there are still with certain social and uh, governmental supports, women still struggle. And I'm, I'm very clear about that because pregnancy and childbirth, which is supposed to be seen as a positive event, it still has its um, challenges, especially when you're talking about um, the social stigmas and your inability to really, well, the feeling of your inability to really express any um, real feelings that you're having about pregnancy and childbirth and child rearing and all of that, um, as well as, you know, the various pressures women have to, for example, go back to work, right? So women have the pressure to go back to work and all of that. So when we're talking about wellness, we really have to talk about wellness in all of those aspects, right? How many, how much time off do women get? Right. I know there's been a huge some states are changing that. I know here in New Jersey, they recently changed it to where women can have um, 12 weeks postpartum. Right. But for some women, that's still not that great, because if you aren't making any money, if you're a single parent, that may still cause a lot of mental and emotional pressures. Um, so that's on a governmental level. Um the pressures. Also, if in your families you have differences in opinions or there's just familial stress from you and your family members having different values around raising children, right? Or not making you, supporting you in a way that helps you to feel confident about parenting, especially if you're a new parent, or perhaps if you have more than one child and you're now nurturing another child, all of these things are stressors. And it is clear that um, socioeconomic status and environment and all of those things can impact uh, the mental and emotional wellness of a perinatal and postpartum woman, okay, and family. And so all of those things, I'm saying all of these things not to just throw information at you, but to also have you think about preparation for pregnancy. Preparation, and I know a lot of people say, oh, sometimes it's... Um, it's not something that was expected or something you prepared for. And I totally get that. Um, however, these are still considerations to have in your overall life because it doesn't just start when you're in a relationship with somebody. It starts in your own life, your own wellness. And everyone knows, well, if you don't know my definition of self-care, has to deal with the mental, emotional, um, spiritual care that you give yourself on a regular basis? How are you experiencing yourself in your life? How are you experiencing life? Is it full and joyous or is it burdensome and full of limitations and lack and um, stresses and all of those things? So it starts prior to even having children. 
um, your wellness. The definition of wellness in the Dictionary of Psychology, in fact, is similar to my definition of self-care, a state of physical, mental, and social well-being, which results from four key factors over which individuals have some control. The four key factors are as follows, biology, referring to body condition, environment, lifestyle, and healthcare management. So all of these things are things that you can work on prior to ever having a child, right? You can take note of um, caring better for your body, right? And this doesn't have anything to do with mother and I. We always think about that in terms of weight, but it's not just about weight. It's overall wellness. How do you feel inside your body? How do you interact with your body systems, your environment, where you live, what's in your environment, in your city, inside your house, right? Your lifestyle. What do you, how do you function in your life on a daily basis? What is, is your lifestyle fast paced, relaxed and your healthcare management? Okay. And again, this is not just about whether or not you have like health insurance, um, but it can be about that. It could be about whether or not you have life insurance. It could be about, you know, how you care for yourself. If you're a holistic practitioner, all of those things have an effect and an impact. So those are all things um, to consider and to think about. And when we're talking about perinatal and postpartum wellness, um, preparing for those things, thinking about those things in a preventative fashion, um, but also thinking about it in a, if, if you feel that you are in a position where you need assistance, knowing that it is okay and that there are systems out here where you can um, get the support that you need. So, you know, I can obviously send you to um, therapists, not, though I'm not a therapist, I am a, a wellness practitioner. So I do self-care and mindfulness. Um, so I could help you on that level. But, you know, there are many therapists who deal specifically in this um, area. You can ask your doctor about it. Um, and, and if you feel comfortable asking your doctor, um, you can search for a therapist. You can find different groups that you can um, be a part of perinatal and postpartum wellness groups on different websites. And if you need any help with that, please email me mommyevolve at gmail.com um, and really, you know, taking your wellness seriously in life, in life, right? Um, because right now there are programs for secondary prevention that detect illness early and prevent the illness from escalating um, and tertiary prevention, which treats the symptoms of illness and improves the quality of life. Those things exist. Um, and there's also the preventative measures. Okay. How do we forge those preventative measures? This education is a part of that. This education is a part of that. Because perinatal um, mental illness is a huge, um, a, a huge issue. Um, and it is something that uh, many individuals may suffer from without even realizing that they are, that they are. And so part of my goal is to 
encourage postpartum doulas, is to encourage um, wellness-seeking activities um, so that you can prepare yourself in life for just a well, more healthy and well-rounded life. And so that has been the focus of the conversations this month. Um, and so I just wanted to share this tidbit of information with you. And I encourage you to do more of your research or to reach out to me, mommyvolve at gmail.com. The other thing that you can do is you can um, join my mommy wellness circle and my mommy friends uh, collective. So these are two different things. One, the mommy friends circle is just a group of intergenerational women um, that come together to talk about their experiences in child and pregnancy, childbirth, um, and parenting. And it's a very fun group where we talk about everything from your relationship with your mother to your cultural practices during and after pregnancy, to how life is going now, to sharing resources, to uh, finding each other in our local areas, to connect with each other, all of those things. And the Mommy Wellness Collective is a more intimate group of women that comes together to really learn wellness techniques. Okay, so it's like a coaching group, basically, um, but it is um, a monthly um, meeting. Both are monthly meetings and it is a membership based group um, at the present moment. It's twenty dollars per month. And uh, we have these meetings the third week of every month. So this month uh, we are having our meetings the 18th. And I believe the 18th and 21st. But you can register for that um, by going to Linktree forward slash Evolving Self. And you can register for that as well as sign up for the newsletter and other, other things. So with that said, I am happy that I was able to share this information with you. And I'm praying that it's information that is useful to you, useful for your journey. And I wish you all wellness and continued evolution into your greatest and highest self. Be well, everyone. Peace and love. Did you like that? I know it was as informative for you as it was for me. Look, this is a process for all of us. And to keep this process going, I would love to invite you to donate to our podcast. We want to continue to give you high level content, beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve. So please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters. We would love to hear your questions and comments as well so that we can discuss them in future podcasts. And you can email that to momevolve at gmail.com. You can also visit the website and send your comments there. www.mommyevolve.com And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace and love.